In this episode, Founder sends a care package to Should I Drink That? We've got the Porter, Dirty Bastard, Imperial Stout, and an appearance by the Black Rye. Bubby and Wanatiki join from Brain Gravy. We talk about stones changing up the ruination. I get a little bit involved with my Polish heritage and I talk about the food experiences I've had. Burger King is now serving craft beer and Noblestein Brewing Company. You haven't heard of them yet, have you? But you will soon, and we're going to tell you about the impact that they had at Pittsburgh Brewfest. Also, a little tribute to Porchy the Porch Cat. This is the week of April 17th, which means it's Craft Beer Week here in Pittsburgh. This is a beautiful and tasty time to be alive. Should I Drink That starts now. Welcome to episode 109 of ShouldIDrinkThat.com. I'm your host, the most reverend Father Spoon, and joining me is Wanatiki, from Brain Gravy, and also the most excellent, Bubby. Hey. What's up? Bubby. So this evening, uh, we've got beers from Founders Brewing. Uh, they're located in Grand Rapids, Michigan, which is yes. one of the reasons why somebody is probably wearing a... Red Wings jersey right now, but we'll let that uh, slide. I don't know what you're talking about. That's, you wear that all the time, though. <laughs> That's right. Kind of like me in a Penguins jersey. It's just something you always wear. And you, you, can, you can visit Founders online at foundersbrewing.com, and tonight we're going to be doing the Porter, the Dirty Bastard, and the Imperial Stout. Gentlemen, right. if you get your beers ready... Or you can go to Grand Rapids, Michigan and visit Founders in person. Wow, it smells good. Wow, this is really roasty, too. It's like a pumpernickel smell. It's get, I'm getting a little booze off of it, which is surprising because it's, it's not very big. This is a, a 6.5% porter. Pour on this is silky black with a creamy tan head. Pretty accurate so far from what I've been able to tell. Uh, the nose is sweet with strong chocolate and caramel malt presence. Um, I can't call that caramel. I don't, I don't know about you, but that's that's no. what I across as caramel is to me. I get a like a bready pumpernickel-y type. Smell. I can see where you're getting pumpernickel yeah. is probably right. Yeah. 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 I get I definitely get that roasty smell. I got very little head on mine. Yeah, mine's got a nice head, about a half a finger. No absence of hops gives Founders Robust Porter the full flavor you deserve and expect. Cozy like velvet. It's a lover, not a fighter. 6.5, one, uh, 45 IBUs, and this is one of their year-round offerings. The, lab the, the label says dark, rich, and sexy. Well, that is a that's pretty dark, yeah. rich, and sexy. Well, that's why they have the uh, the older lady on here. Because she does look dark, rich, and sexy. I'm curious where they get their artwork from, though. Yeah, because it's uh, the most of their things are pretty classy looking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like the yeah. Uh, the breakfast out with the kid. Yeah, eating the oatmeal. Everything looks very uh, very twenties or thirties. Yep. Yeah. So very uh, you know turn of the century advertising style art. There you go. 
Yeah, like the old Coca-Cola ads. I was just thinking, yeah. drink Coke. It has cocaine. That's right. Cheers. All right. Cheers, guys. First cheers. cheers. That's uh, very delicious. Yes. I see. Is mine's tasting a little boozy? I've had again. this beer before. Tasting like what? It's a, mine tastes a little boozy. Yeah, I'm getting a little um, little ethyl alcohol. Yeah, you get a little bit of that. Yeah. And there. It, I shouldn't. But it's it's not a burn. It's it's just no. got that flavor. It's very you get rid of that roasty flavor is very strong. It's velvety. Yes, yeah, it's, it's very smooth. It's it's smooth and the um, mm-hmm. it's it tastes almost a little burnt. Like the yeah, the coffee notes yeah. and it tastes a little burnt. I'm not getting so much the chocolate in it as I'm getting more like the coffee. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a nice little layer of. Uh, I like that flavor though. Sludge in the bottom of my bottle. Nice sign. That might be that from that bready uh, aromas coming from. It's got a yeah. little bit of yeast in there. Now, one thing that Bubby was mentioning before he we went live on the show was uh, the cool thing that they have on their bottles too is they have a bottle date on there. And mine, it was bottled on December 30th of 14. You know, I got 123, uh, 2015. Now, here's something that, that I'm going to wonder about is uh, in the state of PA, we passed a law recently where uh, our beer distributors, as most of you know, you can only buy beer in beer distributors unless there's a special license for a six-pack shop. So you have to buy them in cases. Well, um, the PLCB passed a law saying that you can now buy 12-packs inside uh, the beer distributors. The thing is, though, and, and they come out and say this, is that if you have beer that is past their the best buy date, I guess you could say on, on some of these bottles, that they have to destroy the bottles. Wow. They have to destroy the beer. I don't know if they're still holding true to that, but it, it makes me wonder if places, now this is bottled by, or bottled on, so that's, this wouldn't be held to the same kind of laws, I would assume, because there's nothing that says you have to drink this by, and there's no suggested drink by date on it. Yeah, unless they, as a company, they just have a, you know, their own, um, you know, number of days or months or something like that. I'm sure it's a policy of the brewery, just whatever they they feel is, you know, best represents their beers. But it's, I find it hard to believe that a a beer distributor, though, is like if you have, even say like Enjoy by 420, if you still have four cases of that, that you're going to take that out back and smash it. Yeah, I um, I was reading somewhere where Stone actually, um, has a way for um, people to report um, seeing out-of-date beer. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, th- they, I think they, they recently they really cracked down on that. They recently, um, they're, or they're, they're discontinuing the ruination or something like that. Well, it's, I don't yeah, mean to go off weird. on a stone tangent, you know. Well, this is the the <laughs> random thing with what's going on with ruination too. Is so it, like ruination two came out, or. A yeah. new version of Ruination came out, so they're, it's not really getting rid of Ruination. They basically changed the recipe. Okay. And they're making it like 2.0 or, or whatever they're called. And they came out Ruin 10, I believe, is the, was the one. I remember the, that one. For the anniversary. And then they, I believe it was that they were coming out with uh, like 2.0, or it's, this is supposed to be more aggressively hopped because, you know, everything now from Stone seems to be aggressively hopped. Yeah. And it's they're like this is the best dipa you're ever gonna have. Oh my god, best double IPA ever. I'm like yeah, but everything you guys do is just like punch me in the face. Like after a while, you're when extreme is the norm, you're no longer extreme. Yeah, yeah. 
And, and that's a problem yeah. that I think Stone runs into a lot. When everyone's extreme, no one is. You are now the norm! Yeah. Yeah, I had, uh, is... bought a six-pack of the Stone Saison. It was, like, sometime last year, and, uh, it was, like, the coriander, and it was just, like, so, like, it was dry-hopped with coriander or something like that. You know? It's, like, the, the fumes coming off, the, the aftertaste, it was, like, you know, yeah. just chowing yeah. on, you know, coriander. This is new Blue Moon Extreme. See, this this Founders Porter is not extreme. It's just really, really good. <laughs> yes, it's a very well-balanced beer. It's just beer. a good beer. Like, holy shit, maybe we just make a really good beer. We don't punch you in the face with the bottle. And, you know, it's, I, I don't want to steal a line from Flying Dog, but, you know, good beer, no shit. Like is, they just make, they make a good beer. There's not a lot of hype around it. It's a yeah. solid year-round offering. I, it's definitely it's, if this is an option in front of me, I'm going to pick it up. Uh, these bottles yeah. are going for roughly three to three fifty a piece. That's a fair price. I pay that for one of these, especially when you go into a bar and you order it as a draft. I mean, you're going to end up paying like five six bucks anyways. Yeah, it's difficult. I, I forget what I paid for the six pack. Ten for a six pack's not bad. Yeah, that's pretty standard. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, ten ninety nine. The founders and the bells out here tend to be a little bit higher, so ten or eleven for a six pack, which is I think very reasonable. And you're you're out in Missouri, right? Yes. He is a block away from Budweiser. Yeah, not a block, but pretty damn close. After he has a couple beers, a couple chin tonics, he heads outside and kind of blesses the gates. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I go shake my fist at the brewery. <laughs> no, but no, I drive past there every day on my way to work. And no shit, the place smells like cornflakes. Has it always smelled like cornflakes? Like, was that one of their things, or is, is that something that changed recently? Well, it depends they... on... Because brewing is hard. Uh, as long as I've been here, it smells like that. Yeah. Because brewing the hard way, I'm, I'm assuming it smells day. like cornflakes. It depends, on, uh, depends on where they are in the brew cycle, but yeah. You go by there sometimes, and it's a very... I mean, the whole, you know, within a mile, smells like cornflakes. See, when I worked in a butcher shop, when I first started there, I had an issue where I couldn't I couldn't eat meat for like a week or two or smell meat when I started working there because everything that we did, I wonder if they have that same problem with cereal and rice. <laughs> Might be, yeah. Honey, don't cook that tonight. We're getting pizza again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I never realized meat had a smell until I was like out on my own and had to like, you know, cook and, and handle the stuff because... Oh yeah. You know, well, there's there, with parents and shit. It's like it's just this is food, you know. It doesn't yeah. have ingredients. You know? Well, there's a certain <laughs> funk to it too, because it's. Like, I when I worked in the butcher shop when I started, I had to clean the saws. Oh wow! So I would have to take the tops and the bottoms off. So it was all ground up, and you just yeah. scrape that. It, it's like paste almost coming out of there, and it's. I'll never forget that smell, and. I went to a, when I went to one of the local butchers. They were cutting meat, and I could smell that. I'm like, oh god! All these 
all these visions and senses and everything for, and memories from the when I was like 14 and 15 where yeah. the butcher shop came back. Chicken I'm fine with. I used to cut chicken all the time, but meat, yeah, there was just something about that smell that just that and uh, and cold like uh, the blood that they use for duck blood soup mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It just yeah. wow. I don't, I don't I can't forget that. Well, that just sounds like something you would eat on a dare. Well, a lot of Polish people. Cheers to the duck blood soup. Yes. Yeah, cheers. And the kishka. Because they, they use that stuff in there, I believe. See, I went to Polish Catholic high school. I don't remember anybody eating duck blood soup. The old hardcore Polacks would do it. Because it's uh, family members of mine had a... Not not ones I worked for, but ones that uh, lived in Pittsburgh had a butcher shop, and they had. Uh, I remember on the front they had a thing that said "duck blood soup." Just one of those. Things. I have a picture I think in front of me. I was like twelve. So what beer pairs with the Hmm. I think you you might also have to go for something light. It's pretty thick. So you need like maybe that's where you want one of those. Uh, Maybe that's where you want one of those punch me in the face palate wrecking IPA, so you can't taste anything else. Yeah, I was I was thinking like a over carb carbonated like uh, like a Belgian saison or uh, like a golden ale, something like that. But yeah, an IPA may be able to cut through the blood. <laughs> blood cutter IPA. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm surprised. It's probably already a thing. Well, I'm checking the uh, the Googles right now, and there's quite a few recipes for Polish duck blood soup. Actually, a lot of this is coming up as Yelp, so I, I'm just going to stop now because I, I don't want to know what these things are going to pull back. But it, we'll take I'll take a look, and we'll, if I find anything, I will post it on here. Well, there is a place in Hamtramck, which is a big Polish population. They sell a, a restaurant. They make uh, dill pickle soup. Fucking amazing. Ooh. Well, no, see, I, I wow. could go you know what's really good too is the dill, Lay's dill pickle potato chips. If you haven't had the chance yet, I have to try that. Uh, they're like crack. Oh, I've had. Those. All right, you guys ready for the next one? Yeah, yeah. let me just finish this one. Cheers. Good. Chug it. Cheers. I'll tell you, what, there's one sign beer. of a great beer. This tasted is good. I mean the. Good to the last drop. I mean, the last swallow was just as good as the first. Yeah, very consistent I mean, beer. When it warmed up, it uh, it just got better, you know. Yeah, I noticed that with mine that uh, there's still that lingering coffee toffee yeah. kind of kind of mm-hmm. taste. It's it tastes like I've been drinking a bunch of coffee for like the last hour or so. It reminds like, me. Co- of I have coffee mouth. The, uh, you get the uh, the uh, chocolate covered uh, espresso beans. Oh, it Sick tastes like that. I used to live off those things when we worked at at the tech company. Uh, what the heck? Not shock tops. What the heck were they called? It was shock something. But yeah, they were chocolate covered espresso beans. And oh my god, I would get wired on those oh, things. Yeah. I would stay up and coach for like two days. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> ah. Yeah, you right. don't fall asleep, you kind of pass out, then you wake up like an hour and 20 minutes later all jittery and shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I wake up on my desk is the problem. Like, uh, yeah. I kind of do like that. Oh, uh, yeah, I got to keep working, keep working. And I had a beanbag chair in my cube too, which was bad. 
because I just because my boss knew. Yeah, I'm in my twenties. I'm just gonna sit here, take a nap, and then I'll get up and keep keep on working. Huh. Oh, the nineties. They were a good time. <laughs> and speaking of the nineties and former bosses, let me tell you about the dirty bastard. There you go. Nice dirty segue. bastard. And talking about sick puppy, another dirty bastard. No, he's an old dirty bastard. He he is an old dirty bastard. And I tell him that I told him that last night when I saw him too. <laughs> dirty bastard. So the the founder's dirty bastard. This little gem right here. So good it's almost wrong. Dark ruby in color and brewed with seven varieties of imported malts. Complex in finish with hints of smoke and peat. Not your friend Pete, but P E A T. Uh, this is Scottish Pete. <laughs> it's a what's a split? Pete. I have, I have crap. Yeah, I've, I've got the worst Scottish accent. Paired with a multi richness and a right hook of hot power. Whoops, watch out there. To give it the bad attitude that a beer named Dirty Bastard has to live up to. Ain't for the wee lads. This is coming in at 8.5%, 50 IBUs, and is available year-round. Nice. Ooh, yeah. That's oh, a yeah. pretty beer, too. It's a very pretty beer. It's a deep, angry it's, amber color. Yes. An angry amber. Or angry ruby. Yes. Wow, look at that, though. That is a, that is a beautiful red. Mm -hmm. And it looks like a wine. Ooh. Oh, this is... That's sweet. Try to get some Holy shit, that. that's sweet. So I noticed both Dark of your beers have way more head than mine. Is it, is it the glass, Bobby? Oh, yeah, this glass definitely... Um, Which one are you using? ...holds the head. It's the, um, the Spidel... Um, yeah, the, the dogfish Sierra Nevada. Yeah, this one's um, got the dogfish head logo on it. I, I had um, two dogfish head and two Sierra Nevadas and um, three broken for my last one. I was more fragile. Oh, yeah, do they break easy? Because I saw them over at Brookstone, and they look very chintzy. It's they're so thin and they're they're tougher than they look, but it just takes one hit in the right spot and they just like fragment everywhere. And it's great because um, I got like the picnic tap off my um, homebrew keg, and it slipped off my thumb and popped over and hit the rim, and the glass just goes. You know, <laughs> so beers flying, glasses flying, and it's like great. I have that problem with martini glasses. I, I don't buy good martini glasses anymore. Yeah, martini glasses are another um, hit or miss type of thing. Like the the cheap, I bought a cheap glass at Goodwill, and that thing is like industrial strength. Yeah, like that, that one is the sturdiest martini glass I got. Yeah, the nice delicate ones. Those are death yeah. traps. I I was cleaning one. I was doing dishes, cleaning one. One it shattered and sliced my hand. Yep. I've, I've had them snap right at the uh, neck. Yep. That's the problem with good glassware, though. I mean, it's yeah. it, they they claim that you know it's it can take a licking, but you wash yeah. them once or twice, and those things are are pretty much toast. That's why I, I never put my beer glasses in the dishwasher unless I knew they're like really super thick. Like, all right, so it, you know, pint shaker, whatever. This will probably go in. But I've had some good dogfish head glasses that you know my wife doesn't didn't know and sticks them in there and 
I open up the dishwasher and there's glass all over the place. Yep. Uh, you know what else will snap your neck, Bubby? A dirty bastard. There you go. Fucking dirty bastards. Cheers. I will drink to that. Cheers. Here's a dirty bastard. This is um. Yeah. This is more malty than I expected. I know a lot of Scottish. We have these though. It's yeah. usually quite a bit of malt, yeah. but this. Is... Yeah, this has got a lot of like caramel. Yeah, but it's not. Uh... This is more character to it than some of the older yeah. ones. And a lot of these multi ones, they get to where it's you get that sweetness to where it's too sweet, and it's almost yeah. like yeah, you like yeah. This one stops it. It's actually got a little bit of dryness to it. Yeah, yeah. it's so a lot of the other uh, we have that I've had have been so multi that it's like if you have the old fill, old school fillings, like yeah, really yeah. It's like chewing on aluminum <laughs> yeah, yeah. foil. Not yeah. that. Oh dear God, no, not that bad. <laughs> oh. The uh, um, the hops in this. Balance very well with the uh, the malt. Um, like there's like hardly any bitterness at all, but it, I think it takes the edge off the sweetness. See, I, I think if you're getting into craft beers and you taste this, you're not going to realize that there's hops in it. Like we obviously we know that there's there's hops in it, but you don't get the um, the usual little twang from a hops. Like it's not very bitter. It's not very citrusy. Yeah. Like exactly. but we we can tell that there's there's hops that are they're balancing obviously because this thing would be uh, we would be just malt bombs in our mouth if there wasn't hops to balance this out, which they they did a very good job with it. Um, it's it's very warming like it, it the insides like you can tell it's got a little bit more alcohol to it, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have the alcohol burn that I was noticing with the the porter, even though the porter is lower in alcohol. Yeah, you could the the porter kind of had an essence like yeah. aroma wise uh, with the alcohol. This I couldn't tell this was an eight and a half percent beer. If you had the the porter, well, I, we just drank the porter before this, but you know the two of them side by side, um, you'd think they were equal. I see. This one was bottled on one twenty four fifteen. So this is more around your time. This one I actually do get a little bit of alcohol aftertaste. Oh, mine was bottled on 128. Oh, they're like cousins. I don't see the data on there. You see the data? It's up up at the neck. Yeah, right, right at the transmission. Mm. Ah, yellow. Ah. Guy, it's up to see what you've already taken the the beer out of it. Yeah, November 11th, 2014. 11, 11. Wow. A lot of ones. It's like, hit this strip joint. A lot of ones. <laughs> now, is is this something that you would expect in, say, a Burger King? No. no. <laughs> it's the worst possible segue ever into a story. But let me tell you about it. So, that was pretty bad. That, that was pretty awful. But, hey, that, that's what I'm here for. I'm working on it. <laughs> So our friends over at Big Kahuna Brew posted this picture on Instagram showing that Burger King in New York City is now serving beer. And not just any beer, but they have Guinness, Miller Lite, Brooklyn is that the, yeah, Brooklyn Lager, you, you were saying before, right, Bobby? Yeah, that's the lager. And Heineken. But, hey, you also get a 15% discount for all local workers and merchants. So what, what do you guys think about the fact that 
that now we could possibly get yeah, at some of these fast food restaurants, you can now get craft beer there. Well, one craft beer. One, one craft beer. beer. Be We're working on it. It'd be worth it to me. We can't get Brooklyn out here, so I'd go for just for the beer. I'm a big fan of Burger King. If I'm going to have to pick a restaurant to go to just because I think the Whopper is the best burger out there for the buck because it's big and sloppy and... and oh, yeah, it's something else. Yeah, it, and it, it, tastes, it tastes like my youth, <laughs> which was big and sloppy. But, but no, it's, I, I always like the Burger King burgers because, it's, because it, it is that, you know, the fire roast or fire whatever the hell they do to it, flame broiled. There you go. That, yeah, that reminds me of, you know, like nights when Dad would take the grill out and just char the shit out of a burger. But, I mean, that's what it reminds me of, because it's, it actually looks like a burger patty and not like McDonald's, which are, like, the perfect circle. And mm. McDonald's looks more like a machine, whereas yeah. Burger King always seemed like that's, like, a big – that's like that's a burger. That was a burger to me. Yeah. We used to have um, – what was it called? Red Barn um, up where I used to live as a kid. Oh, my God. And the, the Burger King yeah. burgers yeah, – like, there wasn't a Burger King up there, but yeah, later I moved south, and then I had Burger King, and it's like, oh, this is like the old Red Barn. I think we had, like Red Barn. Barn. we had one Red Barn in Erie. Yeah, it wasn't there very long. Our Hardee's got bought out. Burgers. They have curly fries, right? Arby's has the curly I've, fries. Oh, Arby's. That's what I'm thinking of, Arby's. There was a time where... When uh, Sick Puppy and I were working together, that we would go out and we, you know we'd, we'd have like a bender or whatever, and we have to go to work the next day. And when it come down to lunchtime, you get the munchies. So we would actually go to uh, we go to Arby's to get the curly fries. I go to Burger King to get the Whopper, and then I think he would go to Wendy's to get a Frosty. No way. So we would actually go to like four or five different fast food restaurants to piece together our meals. That's pretty cool. But the, the, the oh my get the god. Best yeah, those curly fries though. It's still I love curly fries. Yeah, they're great. Didn't, didn't Arby's also have the uh, cheese sauce or something? Uh, I know they had the beef and cheddar. Those were good. No, the the sauce for the fries. Like you get it that. Might been, they might have. Oh, had maybe that, that, that I always, hot cheese. You know. I always just drowned mine in the uh, the horsey sauce. Yeah, <laughs> that that was my. I love horsey sauce. See, if I'm gonna go on a bender, it's for me. It's still White Castle. I don't have a. I have never had White Castle. Yeah. Oh my god. I've only had the microwave White Castles. But we have a little tavern here, which is like from that same era. And uh, with the, they have the tiny little burgers with the holes that the the onions fit in and shit. And... <laughs> yeah, I, I've never had a White Castle. The closest one to us, I think, is Columbus, which is like three hours away. I wish we would get one here because I've heard they're just like the, the best late night food. Oh, it is. It, I mean, I mean, it's by no means good food, but God, it's it's it's. You, once you taste it, you understand. See, I, I feel deprived. My buddy Uncle Crappy loves White Castle, and he keeps telling me about it. I just I have to experience it, it someday. It, that well, is definitely a burger. drinking food. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like you don't get the experience from from microwaving it. A big part of the experience is actually going to White Castle at midnight because you will guaranteed see something you'll remember. <laughs> like Mr. Like T riding a unicorn? <laughs> Maybe. 
I saw a guy, I swear to God, when I was in high school, we went to White Castle, I swear I saw a shrimp from the Three Stooges. Eh. Looked just like him. How old are you? Jesus. <laughs> he's been dead for a long time. Yeah, well, he looked dead. He's not dead. He's just hanging out at White Castle. Preserved. That's where I would hang out. It looks pretty tasty. Yeah. So yes, if uh, if anybody's in New York City and tries this out, let us know how they uh, they serve these up. Do they actually give you the can or or what? Because it's I, I'm sure they're not very good at the Guinness pour. I'm sure they don't have the spoon to do the pour, and you're probably getting this in a plastic cup. So if anybody well, you can do is, a, a black and tan with a Brooklyn Lager and a, um, oh, a yeah. in a in a plastic Burger King cup. Yeah, you get the Burger King cup with a straw. I will I will give Burger King credit in this photo. It looks much more clean or cleanlier. Oh yeah, the the, the counter is like super shiny and. Oh yeah, that's definitely a promotional. I, I zoomed into the picture to get, try to get better detail on the menu and like even the back is there, everything's clean and shiny. There's no like crud or handprints and stuff. Yeah, so that place looks that looks pretty spectacular. Although it is so it, yeah. it is close to. Uh, the location of Ground Zero for 9/11, so in the Twin Towers. Okay. So. That's wondering if this maybe was like a stadium location or something. No, this is so. This is actually like a well, because I looked it up on the map when they see it posted it was from Burger King, so I just looked up to see where it was, and it, it is close to where 9/11 uh, went down. So I, I don't know if this is a newer one or what, but it's yeah, that is definitely a, a nice looking Burger King there. I mean, that's yeah. And that girl does not look happy to be there. No. She looks pretty annoyed at the fact that he's taking a picture. Yeah. Yet yet another beer geek taking a picture of our <laughs> yeah. sign. She's like, look natural. What I want. I wanted a I wanted another drink of Dirty Bastard. That's what I want. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because the Dirty Bastard is a good bastard. I, I think the See, uh, answer to the question of should I drink that is yes. You should drink yes. the this is another yeah, example of, of founders not being insane and just just a really good beer. Yeah, and and that goes for a lot of the beers that they make. It's just yep. just a damn good beer. See, we're gonna make a Scotch style ale. We're gonna make the best Scotch style ale we know how to make, and it's really yeah. fucking good. And the other thing about founders too, so they were, I believe, they came out in '97 uh, is when they started. Let me check it. Yeah, '97. Yeah. So that would be uh, right when the other bubble burst that was going on, and this is like the, the new class that was coming in. Um, I know at least around here, too, that the newer breweries that were coming in or that were starting happened in like between 97 and 99. So this is like, they were like the start of the, the new age that was coming in of, of breweries. I'm sure their story is probably similar where, you know, it's two guys that made some good beers and said, screw it, let's see what we can do with it. It's the 90s. Everyone has money right now. Let's build a brewery. Hold on. I've got, I've got this whole roll of, uh, you know, of stock options here. <laughs> let's yeah. go buy something. Little do they know in three, four years it was all going to go. But, but they stay strong and... Uh, so Grand Rapids, in that area, I mean, are there a lot of breweries around them that um, beforehand and, and even now? Uh, well, there's a, uh, there's a lot of small breweries in the area that, that don't get, they're mostly local ones. Um, 
The nearest the nearest one to them would be New Holland, which is just west of that in Holland, Michigan, which I'm sure if you've ever had a dragon's milk, you, you know New Holland. Oh, I, I know New Holland very well. They make very delicious beers. And then the Hatter series. Their rye hatter but, is actually really good. Yeah. I, that one would surprise me. But uh, in Michigan, I mean, it's it's. I mean, for every for every founders and Dark Horse and New Holland, there's probably a dozen little breweries that they don't get distribution, in, you know, more than 100 miles, and they're making great stuff. Shorts is another one. They started out like that. Shorts Brewing, they do make some of the craziest shit you'll ever taste. Some of it's some of it's amazing. Some of it's Eh. But they're but I mean they are way out there pushing the envelope of crazy beers. Well that brings up a good point too, is so it's you know when are we gonna break the threshold of, of how crazy people are gonna get with their beers before you know we we've got breweries that come out that don't even make, you know, the staples, your ambers, your porters, your stouts, and you know, IPAs and pale ales, and all they're doing is just making like extreme beers. Like, yeah. do you think that there is a market for people that make nothing but extreme beers? Sure. I mean, you got your thrill seekers out there. There's always people that want, you know, you know what, uh, you know, 120 minute is not enough hops for me. I need pure hop juice. There's always going to be a market for that. But Shorts also makes they make some good, solid, normal beers. But they also they have these limited runs of like key lime pie. Which I did not like, but a lot of people love it. Wait, they they made a key lime pie. They regularly make a seasonal beer, key lime really? pie. Yes. Now, like, it, our, I guess you would uh, say it was a sour because it's it's very. I mean, you're eating a lime is what it tastes like. One of our breweries around here actually makes a uh, a cucumber beer, and they they've stopped making it because they realize it's it's more of a pain in the ass to make the beer than. <laughs> Than anything, but it's I got to try it, and it's it's basically it's got, it has the the base of a wheat, and then they just throw some cucumbers in with it. And it, yeah. it was refreshing. It was a good beer, but I think that's probably the the, the most extreme yeah. that the, they would probably get though. But I think doing that kind of thing is good for craft beer because you never know. It's like yeah, what's going to happen when I throw fucking cherries in this shit? Let's Oh my god, this is amazing. You don't know until you try it. And you're right. That, that is one of the good things. Um, my fear is that we're going to start seeing breweries that do nothing but extreme, and then they burn out fast, and then they're gone. Yeah. Because they don't. But then you know. They still don't have that that base of you know. We still have to have. We still have a lot of people that drink by Coors Miller that are coming into the brewery, that yeah. are looking for like their gateway beer. You still have to have that gateway beer. Yeah, uh, there's some guys that that opened a brewery here that uh, I, I think are expanding way too fast for their own good, but business seems to be good for them, and uh, and and they're coming out with a lot of new beers like every week, and I'm like, yeah, they're gonna burn out. It's gonna happen. Just just one of those things. Like you sit back and watch it. Like you can't keep doing this constantly. You're you don't have well, you don't have enough brewers to do it. I go and you're gonna get freaking tired. Well, it's really it's no different than any business. If you if you're if you're chasing trends, you're not gonna last. Right. And, and I guess yeah, for like especially for restaurants, your chefs can only do so much before they're like, give me a freaking break already. Like, yeah. Throw back That's up that that menu that has the, you know, the lasagna on it. Cut me a break. 
that's the one disturbing thing I've seen in the last few years with in the craft beer scene is the just the explosion that everybody has to have a pumpkin beer. And it's not because they want to make a pumpkin beer. It's because, oh, my God, everybody has a pumpkin beer. Holy shit, we need a pumpkin beer. And Our it needs to come out in July. Oh, God. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's now, what, it's it's middle of March, and people are talking about what their pumpkin beer is going to be because they're going to start making it out of either frozen pumpkins or a puree that they have left over. Hold on a second. And that now, see, and stuff like that just it, it drives me nuts. I don't, I don't see a need for us having that. Well, most styles like that are are usually a little overwhelming. Yeah, the whole pumpkin beer coming out earlier and earlier is it, it's insane. Like th- those beers were out, like he was saying, like July, August last year. But I saw in uh, in mid July. In fact, it was um, it was Southern Tier, I believe. They're uh, they were yeah. talking about their pumpkin coming out, and you can't have your you can't have a pumpkin beer coming out in middle of July. No, and you will you can't necessarily say it's a um, you know it's it's a traditional pumpkin beer. It's a pumpkin spiced beer that's mm-hmm. going to be coming out. Oh, and it's an imperial also. Oh yeah, well that's why they have two. So they have. Um, so they're going to come out with the the pumpkin, and then they also have the warlock, which is like their their pumpkin stout or whatever the. I think it's a porter. Uh, a porter. A warlock is, is really good. Yeah, but it's like everything that they have with pumpkin, they they just basically start mixing their pumpkin around, and I don't know, I'm just I'm tired of I'm tired of the whole pumpkin controversy. Like, yeah. just there's a reason why we have seasons designated. <laughs> exactly. And these little whippersnappers come in here like, well, I'm going to release it earlier because I want to get a jump on the market. And it just screws it up for the rest of us. We have yeah. our seasons. We're happy with it. Let Just let us enjoy it. I will say the Warlock is one of the few out of that whole bunch that I really, that's just a really good beer. It actually tastes a lot. Now that I think about it, it actually kind of tastes like the Founder's Porter. It's definitely a, a more darker, roasty um. beer. It's not like that pumpkin. It's not like let's dump some pumpkin pie spice in a fucking lager. Yeah, it's it's a yeah. really good dark oh, beer. Oh yeah, and, and that's the beer that pisses me off. I was just saying that it's I I hate beers that are just that are the pumpkin spices. Like, I don't know yeah. anybody that likes and just pumpkin the spice beers. Freaking allspice and cinnamon and shit. Yeah. People bitch all winter long that they're waiting for summer to get here, and then once it's here, they're like, oh, I have my pumpkin now. I've got my pumpkin latte. I've got my pumpkin beers. Fucking get over it. I'm tired of it. Brittany. <laughs> cheers. Wow, well, I'm a little Who was it? Um, our buddy, well, our, so our friend Shelly, her husband, uh, Bill, had, oh, I gotta find that. Is it, is it voice burn? He had mentioned that, that there's, a, there's a, a term now that they use in radio for people who talk like this. Oh, no way. Because the Kardashians do it for everything. Great. It's something, it's oh, it's something like voice burn, I believe is what he called it. And I'm, and I'm sure he's going to correct me on it. And it, uh, I laugh because I'm like, holy shit, I know so many people who do that. And uh, <laughs> the psychologist who was talking about it was like, yeah, because they, they think that they're smart by drawing it out. Like, of course I know more than you because I'm rich and sophisticated. And yeah, and really, you're sounding like an idiot. Yeah. yeah. Sure. It sounded like trailer trash. Yeah. 
Yeah, so like... Since we're on the subject. Oh, just it drives me nuts. Cause I know Cheers to Shell's chickens while we're here. Yes, to Shell's chickens. Shell's chickens. To Shell's chickens. I Cheers. can go for some deep fried chicken. <laughs> some proper chicken. Oh, why you... Steve, yeah, it's Steve. Later, Steve. Steve. Yeah, he's been very good. He's just been hanging he's out. Been, we're getting. Uh, we're getting paid for this, right? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Um, yeah. your, your checks yeah. will be sent to you from uh, Sick Puppy. Yes. <laughs> getting paid in you're, you're, getting that, you're getting that big. Uh, you're getting that big podcast money, right? I am. I have. Uh, I've got sponsorship money. You know, it's we're we're streaming on XM and Sirius Radio right now. Um, because ever since Howard Stern said podcasters suck, business has been good. So oh, yeah. we're getting paid uh, in bumper stickers <laughs> and uh, tchotchkes. Hey, you know what? Now I I don't have my regular fourteen pieces of flare on, which is the bare minimum. But I try to express myself. Tchotchkes. <laughs> My agent said I, I get at least four beers and I get, you know, a dollar ninety nine for showing up. Ah, uh, I will get you a Whopper. <laughs> you know, this Burger King talk. I haven't eaten Burger King in like a year and a half. It's I'm like thinking, now I'm really jonesing I, for a Whopper. You know, I think I could go for a Whopper. I couldn't tell you last time. What time did they stay open till? <laughs> uh, well, I think ours stays open till one. They have the Angry Whopper every once in a while. Like once a year, they come out with the Angry Whopper. Which yeah. is just something that just makes your your ass hurt because it's it, yeah it's got too much uh, it's got jalapenos and all these other spices too much anger yes well, it's one of the they just throw it at you or what well they punch you in the face and then they give it to you so it, it hurts all around here's your Evan Whopper take it ah alas finish up your beers we're pushing hour. let's get this last one in yeah, okay. Mm. You know what? Another beer. This tasted the same on the last swallow as it did on the first. Yeah. Actually, mine got a little, little, Extremely um, beers. little more malty. And mine yeah. was, mine stayed pretty much consistent through the whole thing. I, I just a little, it just like the malt character. Yeah, that's that came saying out. something. That's saying a lot. I, I, I think he's walking out on us. I think he's going to the fridge. Excuse me while I go to the fridge and get another one. Excuse me while I whip this out. I, I don't I don't have the same beer as you guys, so, but I do have a Founders. Well, all right. Well, let, let's start with your, uh, which which one do you have? I have the uh, Black Rye, the Founders Black oh, Rye. Oh, nice! I couldn't find them. Nice. This is the Dry Hop Dark Ale brewed with rye. And mine was bottled on 12 12 uh, 2014. You're so metal. Oh, good God. Yes, so so for the final beer of the evening, we have the Imperial Stout from Founders. Whoa, there you go. Look at that. For those of you guys watching at home, we're on the live hangout right now. Dun, 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 dun. And if you're not following us on the social medias. Definitely check us out because that's when you'll find out when we're doing these live. Usually Friday nights, but we're doing it Saturday night because uh, well, we were all tired. Well, I was tired. Yeah, I was severely burnt out. I, 
was exhausted. And then I find out like all the stuff's going on last night because I get a, I wake up at one o'clock in the morning, and my phone's blowing up with like hula and everyone else saying, "Why aren't you in chat? It's prime time." I'm like, Seriously? "Oh, that's right. <laughs> I'm in bed. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, all oh, you assholes said you weren't going on tonight. You said you were gonna wait for tomorrow. So I went to bed at nine. <laughs> I just said it was kind of bad to record. You said you were gonna record tomorrow. Yeah. I was still gonna get stupid yeah. drunk. Um, well, that usually means that that no one's drinking. You don't usually have two nights in a row. But we'll yeah. take it. I'll take it. All right, so we've got... There we go. There's your, your, yeah. Oh, my God, that is dark. You know what? This beer... Uh, this is the silver. This beer pours the color of a corrupted soul. This yeah. is a very delicious corrupted soul. It's probably Tony Soprano. Oh, check out the head on that. Holy shit. Wow. Uh, no, that's that's some shit. That, that, right that head looks dark. Yeah, dark. Well, mine was too before it went away. It looks very look chocolatey. Yeah, check out the bottle too. The the label almost kind of, almost looks like the Polish crest. The two headed eagle there. So coming in with the imperial stout, it is brewed with ten varieties of malted barley. This out is smooth as silk. They got they have a thing for silk and velvet, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, complex and rich in body. Serve this guy at cellar temperature. Yeah, pretty close. Mm-hmm. Uh, put another log on the fire. Sit back and enjoy the friendship of this ultimate winter warmer. Available January through March. This is 10%, 10.5% ABV, and also 90 IBUs. Cheers. And this Cheers. is where I'm curious to see how 90 IBUs is going to play out. Mm. Because that usually means it's pretty better. Yeah, there's probably so much backbone in that thing and balance it out. Whoa. That's a good beer. That's a good beer. Woo. Woo. <laughs> wow. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's, That's a, a lot of flavors. That's a lot of flavors. I can't even count them all. With ten malts, you know, you're, yeah. you're, you're in schmaltz territory now. <laughs> well, I mean, but it's also got the super dark, roasty. But it's also it's also bitter, and it's and it works. Hmm. Yeah. Wow, that is. You know what? The, the flavor froze my my screen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so much flavor, flavor overload. It blew out his video. <laughs> Braver. This is, yeah. God damn, this is, this is some kicky in the uh-huh. ass. They're they're not kidding. Yeah. Stuff. I'm de- I'm definitely digging the. Uh, Any final thoughts on your beers? Since uh, Bobby, you have uh, you've got the the, the black, black rye. The black rye is yeah. very tasty. It's um, it's got a bit of a toasty flavor to it. Um, little robust. Um, I don't think I'd buy it again, but uh, no. it does taste pretty good. Mm. The Man in Black, Mr. Wanatiki. Mm. Superior style is amazing. It's delicious. I mean, it's if you like big, strong, boozy stouts, if you're thinking that, I mean, we were talking earlier about uh, uh, Dragon's Milk. This is definitely in that same category. This is a big, this is probably one of the bolder ones that Founders does, but it's still a solid beer. It's a, it's amazing. Yeah, I, I I definitely have to agree with you on that. Um, 
the booziness as this warms up is going away for me. And I, I'm starting to get more of the um, more of the stout characteristics to it. It's and this is something that I like to tell a lot of people that are drinking beer for the first time too is, you know, it's don't drink it at like 32 degrees, whatever the hell Coors Light put in your head. Get that, get it, go, get it out of your head, go away. Um, I'm getting more of a, a roasty note to it, um, but the, the the booziness is going away, which really mm -hmm. surprised me because it's I thought it would get a little bit stronger because I, I find that. Beers that when they come out of the, the fridge cold or at room temperature that still taste boozy, when they warm up, it's like you're almost drinking like uh, rubbing alcohol. And that was my concern with yeah. this. But I'm not getting that with this, so it's that's definitely a plus. Oh. See, that's when you have when you have a poorly balanced beer, and then I don't, I don't think these guys make anything no. that hasn't been. I mean, these guys yeah, are very is... very good with their with their beers. It's solid. I mean, when they when they make these beers. You can tell that they taste it when it's cold. They also taste it when it's warm, so they know. I mean, the porter was a perfect example of that. It tasted as amazing as it did cold as it did on the last taste. What I really like with this is it has a dry finish to it, which a lot of Imperial Stouts I've had do not have. It's not a characteristic I usually find. Mm -hmm. But it does have... Now that it's warmed up, when it was cold, I did not get this, but now that it's warmed up... I'm getting more of a dry finish to it, and uh, yeah, it's just—it's it, like you said, it's solid. It's uh, this is this is a good beer. So Founders, um, I I think it's safe to say you know, it's the beers that we've had tonight, pretty good. Um, and speaking of good beers, not to take away from Founders, but I do want to give a shout out to our friends at the Noble Stein Brewing Company. These guys, holy shit! Um, they were at the Pittsburgh Brew Fest, and they don't e they don't even have a brewery built yet, but they're they're starting to hit up the uh, the brewing circuit. They're going to all the brew fests, and their saison was probably one of the best saisons I've ever had. Oh really? And this guy's brewing out of his garage right now. Nice. So at the brew fest, myself and uh, Jason Sircone from uh, Breaking Brews, and uh, and there's a few others of us. Uh, we were we were going around judging the beers and everything. And um, so you know we get up, you get up to the new guys. And we're like, all right, we we've been here before. We've done this kind of thing. Just well, what do you have? And the guys like, well, I've got the saison. He gave it to us. We both like our eyes just got big and we looked at each other and went, holy shit! Like we we literally we had a beer gasp at that <laughs> moment. Like like this is a what? And he goes, that's a saison. I'm like. There's no way this is saison. I go, this is a Belgian triple. This is like Golden Monkey, but it's smoother. It's easier to drink. And he's like, that's our saison. Like, dear God, man. Hmm. So then, I, and he at the time he didn't know that we were judges. So then uh, we do our ratings and everything, and like they, uh, they got first. Uh, Grist House I think got second, and Spoonwood got third. Those two might have switched, but. Um, Oh, and thank you also to the Pittsburgh rugby team for putting this together. Uh, definitely go check out the, the Pittsburgh rugby team. This is a great fundraiser for them, and thank God they had this because they focused it on local breweries this year instead of just like whoever decided wanted to come in. So there was a lot of local breweries, but these guys, oh my God. Yeah, so I, I go back and I talk to them afterwards. I congratulate them and everything. And I'm like, so where's your brewery? He's like, oh, it's in Indiana, which is where uh, 
IUP is, Indiana University of Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, yeah, I don't even have a brewery yet. We're doing this out of my garage. And, and, like, I'm, like, and I'm like, excuse me? He's like, no. Nah. He's like, yeah, I'm doing this out of my garage. Or their kitchen. I'm like, wow. you've got to be kidding. Nice. I'm, like, I'm like, dude, you just had the best beer here, and everybody around here is saying you have the best beer. He's like, yeah, it's just me and my buds. You know, we're we're pretty passionate about beer, and so yeah, I had a saison that just like rocked my world. I'm like, dude, I need more of this. This is like, and I was like, I drank a lot of beer in my time. This is one of my top three saisons because it's so freaking good. And uh, and now he's going for the, I think he's going in front of the uh, the board for getting licenses, or he has to get like an area rezoned or some shit has to happen with that, but. But yeah, it's it's one of those things where like a homebrewer comes in and like kicks everybody's ass. So I was I was pretty happy about that. So yeah, the uh, the the Noblestein team, uh, those guys are definitely good up and comers. You're probably going to hear from them soon. Zach Morrow is the guy that I spoke with, and uh, if you go onto the show, I drank that site. We have videos um, from that night, photos, all that happy jazz of what went on, and it, yeah, it was a fun night. Mm-hmm. But his beers, holy yeah. shit! It, I I hope I can get some of his beers soon so that I can share it with you guys because it's I will definitely send out bottles. It's it's really freaking good. So nice. so thank you, Zach, and everyone at the Pittsburgh Brewfest, gentlemen. Last thoughts on all of the beers tonight. Uh, go. What was your favorite? What was your worst? Or do they all rank the same? What do you think? What are I your like, beer thoughts? I like the um, the dirty bastard. That that. I like the porter. I like the dirty bastard, and I like the black rye. Um, but I think my favorite was the dirty bastard. One of tiki. Yeah, I think uh, one of Founders' best strengths is their consistency. All of their beers are good, and each beer is good start to finish. But this Imperial Stout is fucking second. It's next level, amazing, great shit. And also, cheers to all you dirty bastards out there brewing in your garages. Cheers. Yes, absolutely. Cheers on that one. That that's fantastic. I brew in my driveway. But <laughs> I don't. I don't have a. Yeah, I, I'm one of those guys. I don't have a garage, but I do have a driveway. My neighbor has a garage though, so I could probably do it in his. But but it's, it's like our buddy Phil at uh, my life as a foodie. I believe he just brews out in yeah. his driveway too. Yeah. Well, he lives in Southern California, so yeah. the weather's much nicer. Yeah, I used to brew on the on the back deck, but the the driveway um, tends to work out better. Listen, that was where's Harmless Brew? He's he's out. He uh, he brews in his backyard. He also yeah he brews. He's he's a backyard garage brewer. Yeah. Hey, sometimes that's where you find the best beer. Right. Yep. For me, um, I'm I'm gonna have to go with the the Dirty Bastard. <laughs> also, um, I, I'm a big fan of Scottish Wheeze. We heavies, but uh, and, and that's not the reason why I'm going for this. But it it was very well done. Uh, the, I thought the porter and the the imperial style were very solid beers also. But there's something about that uh, that dirty bastard that just it, it kind of takes it above the rest. Like it's I expected a lot of burn and I didn't get it. Uh, it's just it's a solid beer. So so that's my vote for beer of the evening, gentlemen. Thank you very much. Thanks for having us. For, for joining me this evening. Uh, if, if there's anything you guys would like to pimp, uh, Brain Gravy, the podcast. We occasionally put one out. Coming out eventually. Eventually. 
Hey, I like to give a shout out to my sister. Her, um, she has a stray cat that visits her, and uh, the little dude got hit by a car today. Oh, so, uh, here's to uh, Porchy the porch cat. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers to Porchy. We'll, we'll, we'll drink the Porchy this evening. Poor little dude. Yeah, he he was a friendly little guy. Um, used to visit her on her porch, and uh, like would always hang out with him. You know, rain or shine. So, other than that, I've never met the cat, but uh, he's a he very photogenic like, cat. Sounds like a good guy. Yes, very good, good, happy cat. Yeah. Doesn't come over and make judgments, you know. <laughs> you having another cigarette? Yes. No, Porgy just came by for some fun, you know. You finish that cigarette. Oh, pet me afterwards. Yeah. yeah. So, I would say, final thought, if you, if you haven't had Founders... Get it. You won't be disappointed. It's definitely a good value for the money. You won't be disappointed. I agree with that. Works for me. I'd also like to tell everyone that if you want to find out about the Noblestein Brewing Company, uh, noblesteinbrewingcompany.com, we've got links to their website and their Twitter account at Noblestein Beer. Uh, Facebook is slash Noblestein Brewing Company. Should I drink that? Hey, hit us up on iTunes and on Stitcher Radio. Leave us comments. Leave us reviews. Rate us. That would be awesome. I'd really appreciate it if you did shit like that. Because you guys are cool. We're cool. Everyone's cool together. Also, hit us up on social media. You've got at SIDT for Twitters. Uh, Facebook is slash should I drink that. And we're on the Instagram. We're on the... If you're on the Snapchat, it's... SIDT beer. Uh, there's links to everything off the shouldidrinkthat.com website. And also, and this is something that I, I decided not to subject you guys to tonight, was doing a live meerkat periscope kind of live video thing on oh, the wow. Twitters. I was about to, but I didn't have enough room here to get a camera to stay up. Otherwise, I was going to have to hold it like this the whole time. And that, that, that just wasn't going to work. So maybe I'll figure it out for the next run, but uh, there's a lot of great technology going on. A lot of people in Pittsburgh are using it. A lot of people nationwide are using it. And apparently, if you're on Periscope or Meerkat, which, if you don't know what that is, it's live streaming video to Twitter. Um, people are, are showing live videos of their drives to work, which is kind of disturbing wow. because you see where they live and then where they work. So it's like stalkers are like, <laughs> yeah. What's that do to their data plan? Well, see, that's the other thing, too. So their data plan, they, they figured that Meerkat was uh, four megs a minute for the video. Damn. And they didn't say anything about uh, the Periscope. but So if you're on, like, Verizon or Sprint, you're kind of locked into, like, a two gig or, like, a five gig plan, whereas AT&T, I believe, has a rollover minute. So kind of depends on that. But if you're on, like, a Wi-Fi, if you're at a convention... Mm. And you're on Wi-Fi, then yeah, that's different. live it up, have fun with it. I guess that's a bold move, Scott. And let's see if it pays off. I'm curious <laughs> to see what it does because it it looked pretty cool. Some guy was uh, periscoping or whatever they call it from uh, that explosion in New York City, and was getting questions from like reporters. So yeah, I can yeah. see where like you're at the uh, the heat of the moment um, sure. type of thing, you yeah. know, live streaming. Yeah. And, and that's a great way to do it because you don't have to rely on, like, the satellite of your business or nah. your, your station or whatever. So, 
And depending on the the app, maybe it can uh, store and forward if it doesn't have a good connection. You know. Yeah, if you're gonna stream, well, that would be cool. Interesting. Don't stream your drive to work. Nobody wants to see that. And, and I don't get why they're doing their rides to work, but apparently it's happening. But I, hey, I was gonna show people less drinking beer tonight. So on that note, for shouldidrinkthat.com, this is the most Reverend Father Spoon. Where even if it's crap, I drink it, so you don't have to. And and these guys. Wherever it's showing up on the feed, these guys drank it too. Cheers. We drank it. Cheers to you. Thank you for watching episode and downloading episode 109. And at. And at. And at. Drink it. Bitches. And at. <laughs>